What is up, Krusty Crustaceans Fantasy Football League? It's your boy, the Commish, Owen Ultrabruns, coming to you live from Storm Lake, Iowa, once again with another episode for your enjoyment. Today, we're going to go through power rankings, and we'll also hit a little bit on what the teams at the bottom of the league need to do to make that playoff push the rest of the season. I've also decided one team is out of the playoff hunt unless they get a huge turnaround. We'll talk about that later. You'll find out who that team is later, although I'm pretty sure y'all can guess which team that is. But before we get into anything, it is November 3rd, 2020. This is a, this is an election year. You've all put up with the ads for so long, those Teresa Greenfield and Joni Ernst ads that we're all so sick of. Today, all that ends because it's election day. So make sure you go out and do your civic duty, hit those voting polls, vote for whoever. I don't care. Well, I do care because I have a preference on who wins, but I really just want you to vote and use your American freedom that you have to go and vote. Go get that. Go be American. Go be free. Do awesome stuff with that power. All right. Getting into power rankings this week. We're going to jump right into it. Number one. No surprise here, the South Beach Simps. They put up 126.54 points with the W this week. They move to 8-0 on the season. This is a surprise to no one. They've been chugging along. They bounced back after last week, only put up 79, 79 points, their first week below 100 points. Bounced back with a very good game this week. Patrick Mahomes continues to ball out 36.64 points, 416 yards passing, 5 touchdowns great game for Patrick Mahomes everybody everywhere I look on social media people are like oh my gosh Patrick Mahomes five touchdowns not that impressive for a guy who's been doing it for a couple years now uh this isn't this shouldn't be surprising this shouldn't be impressive for him it's what we expect you know what's more impressive than Patrick Mahomes throwing five touchdowns it's Dalvin Cook getting the first four scores on the first four drives of his team's scoring drive. That's a really bad way to say that. But he scored four times on the first four drives of the Vikings offensive. Again, there's no good way to say this. He broke a record that's been held for a really long time. But he scored four touchdowns, which is super impressive for Dalvin Cook. More impressive than what Patrick Mahomes did. But I digress. Todd Gurley gave you 10 points. Ronald Jones, only 2.6 points after some big weeks previously. Here's what happened. And I said this at the beginning of the season. Ronald Jones fumbled the ball. So Bruce Arians told him, you're not playing anymore. Leonard Fournette is going to get the carries. And that's what happened. Okay. Leonard Fournette will probably be the guy this next game. If he fumbles, Ronald Jones is going to be back in. Bruce Arians will flip between who decides they want to fumble and who decides they want to hold on to the ball. Okay. He can do that because they're both about the same talent wise. Okay. DK Metcalf, 28.1 points, two touchdowns, 161 yards on 12 receptions. My goodness, this guy's a beast. He's a Hulk out there. He's huge. And he kind of annoys me because he's stealing targets from my guy, Tyler Lockett, who has been, has the talent to go off. But guess what? Russell Wilson is just like, yeah, I'll throw it to DK Metcalf instead. 28 points, big game for him. Tyler Boyd, 13.6 points. Travis Kelsey, 16.9 points. The only consistent tight end in the NFL. Doing it again. Jonathan Taylor, three points. Jonathan Taylor has been fine. This is his worst game of the season. And it came after a bye week. And you might be kind of worried about Jonathan Taylor right now because they handed it to their running back number two and running back number three for this team a lot this game. And those guys had big games. So you're like, why isn't, why isn't Jonathan Taylor getting the ball? 
Well, we found out he might be a little nicked up after the game. Philip Rivers threw that into his uh, post-game press conference. So that makes you feel a little bit better. And it's not just that they're not giving him the carries because he's not good. He might be a little nicked up. So we monitor that with Jonathan Taylor. He should be back this next week. But you might be a little concerned about him. You're still going to start him because he's going to give you average 10 points. You know, he's not going to hurt you, but he's not going to win you games either, which there's something to say for that. The Pitt defense put up 13 points. They're good. Matt Prater missed his lone field goal, giving him minus one, so he only ended up with two points. The South Beach Simps moved to 8-0. They're your leader in this league. Uh, They're the clear number one team. Everybody should be trying to beat them right now because I really don't want them to finish 8-0, but they might. South Beach Simps getting it done with another win. All right, we move on to the number two team in the league, the Houston Astros who have now won two in a row after dropping two in a row. They are 6-2 and two on the year. They put up 84.44 points in the win. They played the Kenny Karens, and yeah, they got their end. Russell Wilson continues, again, to ball out, just like Patrick Mahomes. 28 points, four touchdowns, two of them to DK Metcalf. But Russell Wilson, you know, he's just playing balls out because their defense is crappy and so he's got the green light to just go throw and score as many points as he can and he is doing it 28 points for him aaron jones zero points he didn't play i'm guessing thomas knew he wasn't playing but he looked at his opponent the kenya karens saw how much they were projected to score they were not going to have enough to beat him even with aaron jones sideline so he said you know what i don't really have there's no other running backs i really like There's nobody else I want to drop on my bench for somebody because I don't want to drop anybody on my bench. I can afford to have one guy in my roster, in my starting lineup, who's not going to play this week. That was Aaron Jones. And he was right because he still put up 84.44 points and got the win. Aaron Jones did not play. Jermichael Hasty for the 49ers, 9.1 points. So we've got to talk about the 49ers backfield right now, okay? Jermichael Hasty, it was between him, Tevin Coleman, and Jarek McKinnon, who was going to get the ball. We all... Pretty much knew it wasn't going to be Jarek McKinnon at this point. For some reason, the 49ers just do not trust the guy. And it annoys the heck out of me because they should because he's good. And Tevin Coleman was the guy coming out of the gate. He was getting the carries. He was getting the yards. And then he got injured again. He either re-aggravated his injury or it's a new one. I'm not sure. But he got sidelined, which annoys me because he's on my bench. And he was going to fill my void at running back this week. But looks like that's not going to happen anymore because he's going to be out. So Jermichael Hasty is going to be the guy. It's between him and Jarek McKinnon. Jermichael Hasty is going to get the carries. McKinnon is not. McKinnon, the only way he's going to get points is if he gets targeted in the pass game, which he probably will a little bit, and he might squeak in for a touchdown. But Jarek McKinnon right now is high risk, high uh, medium reward. He's probably only going to get you 10 points. But he could also goose egg you like he did me a couple weeks ago and get you absolutely zero points because the coaches do not trust him. Jermichael Hasty is the play for the 49ers this week, most likely. He got nine points this week, so he'll probably be okay next week, considering all the injuries that the 49ers have. Jimmy Garoppolo is out for three to four weeks. George Kittle is out for eight weeks. The rest of our fantasy season, he's out. That kills me because he's my tight end. I drafted him to be a huge tight end, and he's kind of failed me to this point other than a couple games. 49ers really been hit by injuries all year long. Sad for them, but Jermichael Hasty is a good option going forward. Tavon Diggs, 9 points. Claypool, 8 points. Darren Waller, the Walrus, 2.8 points. Antonio Brown, sorry, not Antonio Brown, AJ Brown, <laughs> 8 points. Uh, Kansas City defense, 10 points. Justin Tucker, 8 points. 84 points for the Houston Astros. That's your number two team 
in the league. They moved to 6-2 and two in second place behind the South Beach Sims. Let's move to your number three seed, the Barbados Boomerangs. They got the win this week on the back of Dalvin Cook, putting up 121.74 points to move to 5-3. They're now 5-1 in the last six weeks after an 0-2 start. They're coming up. Number three team in the league. Let's see what they did. Teddy Bridgewater was a quarterback this week. Had all the signs of being a great matchup against Atlanta, who sucks on defense. Only put up 12 points, and this is because of the weather. Guys, I kind of mocked people who check the weather on their fantasy teams, but it makes a huge difference for your quarterback. We saw that uh, with the Minnesota Vikings-Green Bay game. It was bad weather, really windy, so the quarterbacks weren't going to throw, and it was a run game. And the Vikings came out on top because it was a run game. All right? So this happened to Carolina at Atlanta, or versus Atlanta. It was raining, they couldn't pass after halfway through the second quarter, so that's why I only ended up with 12 points, and it became a run game from there. But really, just a really low, not not that low scoring, but just not a good game for quarterbacks uh, in that game. Only 12 points. Dalvin freaking Cook. The Vikings let Dalvin Cook this weekend with 46.6 points, four touchdowns, 163 yards, and I think he had like 60-some receiving yards too. The man is a beast, okay? There's only about four running backs in the league who just are phenomenal and take your team up to another level, okay? We now understand that the talent between Delvin Cook and Alexander Madison is just canyon-sized. Delvin Cook is just so freaking good. And this game was scripted for the Vikings because, I just as I said, it was windy. So teams had to run. The Green Bay Packers defense is bad. Their run defense is very bad. So we could run all day on them because Dalvin Cook is a freaking monster. 46 points. He won me this week. Okay? Won me this week. The Vikings now move to 2-5. and five. They... The rest of their season is pretty decent. I think might be getting my hopes up. But they can make a push here. Yes, it's a long shot. They got to win a lot of games. It's a long shot, but they could do it. The Vikings could make a push. I'm not giving up on them yet. Just like all you managers listening to this should not give up on your team. All right. Cream Hunt, only seven points. Cream Hunt has been worse without Nick Chubb. He has a clear running back one position, and he's been worse without Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is coming back this week, I think. Maybe next week. So I'm still going to play Kareem Hunt because he was better with Nick Chubb, so he should be better again when Nick Chubb returns. We'll see. Tyler Lockett, only three points because DK Metcalf is stealing all his targets. It's crazy. (sighs) Tyler Lockett has had two huge games this season, above 30 points, won me weeks because of those performances. And then he comes out the next week and just has stinkers, just terrible weeks. I don't get it. Whatever. Travis Fulgham, 13 points, almost traded him away. I'm glad I didn't because I started him. Gave me 13 points. Had a good week. He's got very favorable matchups the rest of the season. George Kittle, 3.9 points. This kills me. I drafted George Kittle in third round to be a top tight end in the league. He's number four right now, but he's out for the rest of the season. So I'm dropping him because he's not going to play again. Not until maybe the playoffs if they're trying to make a playoff run. Um, So this kills me because now I've got to spend, I've got to pick up other tight ends. And the gap of talent between George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and the rest of the league is just it's Grand Canyon sized. I hate to use that analogy again, but it's true. Grand Canyon sized, okay? Giovanni Bernard, the backup for Joe Mixon, 19.8 points. I finally started him this, this week after benching him last week because I didn't trust him. He's had two games now 15 points last week, 19 points this week. He's done, other than like two weeks from Joe Mixon, he's done better than the rest of the Joe Mixon week. So maybe Giovanni Bernard is a better backup, or is a better running back than Joe Mixon. But Joe Mixon is nonetheless going to be the starter next week when he is. 
Well, they're, they're on a bye this week, but when they come back from bye, Joe Mixon will resume his starting position. Uh, so I don't have to waste a bench spot with him. Tampa Bay defense, six points. Daniel Carlson, nine points as the kicker. Barbados Boomerangs getting back in the win. Well, they were in the win column. Five and three. They're your number three team with 121 points. All right. Number four team in the league is the Nagasaka Sushi after they took the loss this week to the Barbados Boomerangs. They have now lost three in a row. They are sliding bad. They started the season four and one. They're now 500 at four and four. The Nagasaka Sushi are sliding immensely. And Josh Barber, you got to get your team turned around right now because what was looking like a good year for you has now turned into a year you got to salvage. Bad, man. They put up 79 points in the loss. Josh Allen, you are worried about Josh Allen. He's only put up, he put up 12 points this week, okay? He had a rushing touchdown, which saved his performance. Without that, he would have been awful. But the last four weeks, he's put up 16, 15, 16, 12. Bad. The first four weeks, he put up 28, 34, 31, 25, okay? I don't know what's happening to him. But I don't know. He's sliding. You're worried about him. He plays Seattle Seahawks. They have a terrible defense, okay? You need to pass to beat Seattle because their offense is so good, but you can do it because their defense is so bad. So you're going to start... Josh Barber, you're going to start start Josh Allen this week just because it's Seattle. If he gives you another performance of only 14 points or less, you maybe think about pivoting next week. You don't drop him, but you maybe think about streaming a quarterback against Arizona instead. Okay, Josh Allen, you're going to start him this week just because it's Josh Allen. He's, he has the potential to be so good. Derrick Henry, still showing up, still good, 17 points. Daryl Henderson, 5.8 points. I can't remember if Henderson got injured. I think he did, so you might need to pivot away from him. Keenan Allen, 12 points. Kenny Galladay, 0 points. Uh, you're going to be looking for more receivers. Rob, Rob Gronkowski, 10 points. He's a good tight end, okay? He's doing better than I thought. I think he's had a touchdown in like three straight weeks now, so he's doing pretty good. Boston Scott, good find on the waiver wire in free agency, 7.9 points. LA Rams defense, 8 points. Hakeem Butker, 5 points. Nagasaka Sushi dropping to 4-4. Four four. They're your number four team in the league with 79 points. Got to turn that around. You're slipping with three losses in a row. We move on to the number five team, the better team managed by Nick Olschlager, who took the L this week to the Cargo Shorts Flex. They only put up 70.92 points. They've lost two in a row. They fall to four and four, tied in record with the Nagasaka Sushi. Let's take a look at what they did this week. Carson Wentz, oh my goodness. Carson Wentz, eight points for a quarterback is awful. I get why you started him this week, okay? This was a plus matchup, playing the terrible Dallas Cowboys defense. Carson Wentz was a start all the way. He put up 27 points the week before, 29 points the week before that, 17, 21, 21. The past five weeks, he hasn't been bad. He's had some really good weeks in there. But the Carson Wentz that we saw the first two weeks of the season finally showed up again against Dallas of all teams and put up eight points Two touchdowns, but two interceptions to go along with that. Carson Wentz, my man. You might not have that much longer with the Eagles if you continue to play like this, okay? Jalen Hurts is waiting on the bench, and he's ready to crack, man. He's ready to run and go and ball out, and I hope he does. So personally, I'm rooting for Carson Wentz to be benched so Jalen Hurts can be a star like he was meant to be. All right, Alvin Kamara, 16 points, 67 yards rushing. He had some receiving points in there too, receiving yards. They beat Chicago 26-23 in overtime. Man, Chicago is just surprising to me because their offense is not good, but they stick with teams because of their defense. 
And man, they're just they're a decent team because of that, and it annoys me. But you gotta bring your A game against Dallas because they can surprise you. Miles Gaskin, ten points. Amari Cooper, 0.5 points. Uh, Amari Cooper, any Dallas wide receiver, you are maybe dropping them. You're just not playing them because Dallas offense right now, they're on a third string quarterback. I just wouldn't play any Dallas players, even though I'm thinking about their tight end this week because I need a new tight end. But yeah, you're just not wanting to play Dallas receivers right now. Even C.D. Lamb, you're probably pivoting away from him. My advice. Calvin Ridley, four points. Dallas Goddard, 1.5 points. Goddard was on the field and he should have got more targets. So I don't quite know why. What's ha- it had to be Carson Wentz, his terrible game. Only one reception for 15 yards, but Dallas Goddard should be getting more receptions than that. Uh, my guy Travis Fulgham is probably sealing him a little bit. David Montgomery, 10 points. Decent day for him. Miami defense, 18 points. Yo, Miami is on that pick six plan, okay? <laughs> That's why they were okay with putting two in, because they knew, hey, our defense is going to get pick sixes, okay? This game is misleading when you look at the score, 28-17. to 17. Okay, they had two touchdowns, two interceptions, two fumble recoveries, okay? My goodness, Miami's defense just came out and balled, my man. They were out to kill, okay? Tua won that game off of his defense. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback. He should be starting for this team still. But Miami is going to stick with Tua. They're going to ride their defense to wins and have a chance at making the playoffs right now. Jake Elliott, one point. The better team falls to 4-4, four and four, two losses in a row. Figure something out, man. you got to figure something out, Nick. Moving on to the number six team in the league, the California Trash Pandas who fall to three and five. They've now lost two in a row. Also, they put up 110 points last week in the loss. This week they fall all the way to 66 points put up. Um, and it's not really because they had guys on by. Their team just didn't show up. You know that's what some of these fantasy teams are just crazy because. The California Trash Pandas put up in the last four weeks, 111, 115, 110. Everybody's playing really good. And then this week you show up with 66 points and you fall to three and five on the league. I mean, just up and down in consistency with fantasy teams. It's hard to manage. As a whole, though, everybody in the United States that plays fantasy football, most teams suffered this week. It was a tough week for fantasy football. So we see that from the scores this week. Only two guys in the 100s this week. 121, 126, nobody else was even in the 90s. We had people in the 80s, 60s, 70s. But, I mean, it was just a rough week for fantasy this week unless you had a couple of key guys, all right? So keep that in mind. California Trash Pandas, though, fall to 3 and 5, 66 points. Matt Ryan, 17 points. Rushing touchdown saved his performance. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, 3 points. I don't know what's going on in Kansas City. They're still winning, but like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, only 21 yards. I don't know how many carries he had, how many attempts, but you're worried about him because he's not balling out. And Le'Veon Bell, though, isn't balling out either, so you don't really know what's going on there. Josh Jacobs, 12 points. Adam Thielen, only 2.7 points. DJ Moore, 5 points. Hayden Hurst, 5 points. Leonard Fournette, 7 points. New Orleans defense, 7 points. Jay Sly, 5 points from your kicker. Kyler Murray is back next week for this team, which will help a lot. Robert Woods at 21 points. The LA Rams receivers are just so up and down. I've dropped Cooper Cup because uh, I was sick of him just screwing my team over with single-digit games. Putting up less than five points every week other than the first two weeks. And then he comes out and has nine points this week. But guess what? I think he's injured or something. Um, so I'm still not sad about dropping him because Cooper Cup honestly sucks. He should be much better with the amount of targets he gets. But he just drops the ball and he's just 
he's a white guy playing out there and he does white guy things, you know? That might be slightly racist, but whatever. California Trash Panda, 66 points, fall to three and five. Again, we had a lot of teams fall to three and five this week. We got to get up on that. Funny note again. So last week I mentioned the East Division went undefeated and beat everybody in the West Division. The East Division this week went four and one. The West Division went one and four. The only team that they beat was Ames Tapwater, the worst team in the league. So West Division just getting beat up by the East Division. Whoop, whoop. But seriously, that West Division is up for anybody right now. The leaders are four and four. Two guys tied in that division at four and four. The rest of the three teams in that division, three and five, only one game behind being the one seed in the West Division. So nobody's out of it in the West Division right now. All right, moving on from the California Trash Pandas at number six, we move to the number seven team, Cargo Shorts Flex, who got, honestly, the surprising win this week. I did not see this coming. Neither did Nick Olslager, manager of the better team. His team just played bad, and Cargo Shorts Flex came out swinging halfway decent. His quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, decent game, 15 points. James Conner, 12 points. Adrian Peterson, only 1.2. Again, stay away from the Lions' backfield. Adrian Peterson will do okay, but you just don't know who's going to get the carries. Carrying at Johnson was the guy this week, and you just don't know. Devontae Adams, three touchdowns, seven recorded, 53 yards against that terrible Minnesota defense. This was a plus matchup all day. Devontae Adams is just a freaking stud. You should start him all the time. Tyreek Hill is also a very, very, very consistent wide receiver. He gave you 21 points. Start him every week. Hunter Henry, three points. Terry McCollin, your flex player, was on bye this week, and you still put up 87 points and got the dub. San Francisco defense, negative two points. <laughs> yeah, they gave him 37 points to the Miami Dolphins, mainly. That's not their fault. Okay, that was their offense's fault because Miami's defense was... Playing lights out, okay. Will Lutz, 13 points for the New Orleans Saints. Carter Shorts Flex, put up 87 points this week, not even trying. Had a guy on bye. Carter Shorts Flex is a scary team to play because they can put up points if they really want to and pay attention. This team is a good team. They fall to three, they're three and five, won their last two weeks. This is a team that I really don't want to play, even though they're only three and five. That's deceiving because their team, it legitimately is a good team. They just had some bad weeks in there where they weren't paying attention. Hopefully, they'll start paying attention more. Cover Shorts Flex gets up to three and five, increases their chance to make the playoffs with 87 points this week with the win. We move on to your number eight seed, the Kenya Karens, who lost. They lost two in a row. They fall to three and five. Let's see where they're at. They put up 68 points this week. Daniel Jones. Uh, this team had some bye players Sunday night, and so they quickly pivoted to the Monday night game. So they had very limited options of who to pick up, but they had people to pick up, and they did the right move by picking up Daniel Jones and Scotty Miller from Tampa Bay just to get some points and put up a fight a little bit against the Houston Astros, make them sweat a little bit, although I'm sure it was more like just pity sweat, but whatever. Daniel Jones, 16 points. Not his worst game. Two interceptions, though. He throws a lot of picks. Melvin Gordon, four points. J.K. Dobbins, 12 points. Allen Robinson, 14 points. Scotty Miller, 4 points. Tyler Higby, 1 point. Mike Davis, 7.7 points. Disappointing day for Mike Davis. Chicago defense, 0 points. That's surprising because Chicago defense is what carries that team. Ryan Bullock, four, or sorry, 7 points. About to say 14. I don't know where I was getting that from. Kenny Cairns, fall this week to 3-5, 68 points. 
All right, your number nine team in the league is going to be the Burlington Bandicoots, who got the lone win for the West Division this week against the Ames Tapwater. They moved to three and five with 84 points this week. Burlington Bandicoots, Cam Newton, 18 points. Good day from Ezekiel Elliott, seven points. Ezekiel Elliott, are you worried about Ezekiel Elliott? Because, I mean, you're still going to start him because of Zeke. But he's at four points, five points, and seven points the past three weeks. He even had a week three and four with only 11 points and then 12 points. He hasn't been just this running back one, just game killer that you drafted him to be. You probably drafted him second. And he just... He hasn't been the player you wanted him to be. He was drafted third. Third overall this year. I don't know. You might be worried about him, but you're still going to start him because of Ezekiel Elliott. DeAndre Swift, two points. Again, another Detroit running back. Stay away from those Detroit running backs. You don't know what they're going to do. Julio Jones, my man, 13 points. Cooper Cup, 11 points. Cooper Cup. I really don't like this man. Like I said before, two good weeks at the beginning of the season. I played him. Then I played him for the next four weeks, and he gave me like three to four points each week because he was just terrible, and he would not quit dropping the ball. This week, he decides, oh, I'll catch 11 targets and go for 110 yards and have a good week. So thank you, Cooper Cup, after I drop you. But good pickup by Steven to pay attention that he was on the waiver wire, that he was on free agency after I dropped him. Good pickup. I'm going to caution you, man. He's going to get your hopes up like that with giving you good weeks, and then he's just going to suck because that's what he does. He rips your soul out. You spend high draft capital on him, and he does nothing. Your tight end, Evan Ingram, 7 points. Juju Smith-Schuster, 6 points. Indianapolis defense, 15 points. That is a legitimate defense right there. 41-21 to 21 against Detroit. They win 15 points. Ryan Blankenship. I don't know why, but I just like this character's name, Blankenship. He had 3 points only, but man, that's just a good name, Blankenship. He missed 2 extra point attempts. Uh, kind of sad, but he'll be better. You have the Philly defense on your bench. I didn't realize. They put up 21 points, a touchdown, 2 from recoveries. And the safety, that was against the Dallas Cowboys, which is expected because they suck. If a defense is playing the Dallas Cowboys, pick them up because they're bad. All right, that's your number 19. We move to your number 10 team on the week. Ames Tapwater putting up 63 points in the loss. They're sitting at 1-7. Justin Herbert, who was a great find for this team, put up 21 points. He's balling out. I keep saying that a lot, but that's my term of the week, guys. Put a stamp on that. Term of the week, balling out. Justin Herbert. Another one of those players, 21 points. Joshua Kelly, 2 points. Jamal Williams, 12 points. I think Jamal Williams is now injured, so you're going to have to find another running back. CeeDee Lamb, 4 points. Another Dallas receiver. You're worried about him. Maybe don't play him. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Don't drop him, maybe, but pivot from CeeDee Lamb. T. Higgins, 8 points. Noah Fant, 4 points. Cole Beasley, 2 points. Buffalo defense, 4 points. Robbie Gold, 3 points. Every max. Uh, aim Stapwater, man. Guys, I said before, there's a team in the league that is probably X'd from the playoffs now. We can kick them out. And that is Ames Tapwater. After your first win last week, I said you have a chance. You at least needed to go 3-3 three and three this week. This week was a must-win because you were playing the next worst team in the league, the Burlington Bandicoots, who were 2-5 and five at the time. This was a must-win week because you would have been tied for them. You would have had a head-to-head matchup against them. Your playoff hopes would have been so much bigger, so much brighter if you had won this week. But your team just did not do anything to help you. Put up 63 points in the loss. You fall to 1-7. I'm sorry, Ames Tapwater. Mathematically, you are not out of the playoffs. But I'm going to put 
I'm going to put your tombstone up right now because you're not going to make it. You have five weeks left. You're two games back, which means you would have to go at least two and three just to tie. And even then, most likely you've lost already to these teams, so you'd still be out. So you need to go at least three and five to try and beat some of these teams that are sitting in three and five. But you need to go three and two the last five weeks to bump yourself to four and nine, which even then might not be enough, especially because now the West Division starts to play themselves. So they'll start getting back in the win column, some of them. So you really probably need to go four and five to get to five wins. And that's, I just don't see that happening because I think you had a fluke week last week with 116 points. I really do. That was a fluke. And looking at your team now, it's just not going to happen. So sorry, Max Kimball. But you can still try. I hope you try because I know you've been checking your team every week. You're trying so hard. I want you to keep trying because I want you to prove me wrong. I want you to say that, Owen, you're full of BS. I'm going to make these playoffs. I'm going to go 5-0 and the last five weeks. I really want you to do that. I don't see it happening. I already put your team stone up. You're not making the playoffs. But prove me wrong because that would be insane. And you would definitely get comeback team of the year if that was the case. So there's the first team that I am eliminating from playoff contention. Ames Tapwater sitting at 1-7. and seven, Lost this week in a must-win situation. Each week is now more dire and dire for this team. And it's not looking good. So, playoff picture, what does it look like? Well, we have one lock, the South Beach Simps at 8-0, who will get in no matter what now. They will probably be your one seed. Houston Astros at 6-2, number two team in the league. I'm pretty much going to declare them a lock. They're going to finish at worst 6-7, and and that's if they lose the rest of the games. And I really think they will probably go 3-2, and hopefully, if I can beat them. Um, so they'll finish at 9-4. and I'm predicting um, they might have some different other losses in there too, but they're at least going to go two and three at worst and finish eight and five there in the playoffs. So they don't have to, you know, still go out and try to win, obviously. But South Beach Simpson, Houston Astros are both thinking champions this year, so they're really pushing in those for those playoff teams. Barbados Boomerang sitting at five and three. They've they've still got work to do. With five weeks left, they could finish five and eight, and they might still make the playoffs at that, but they want to finish at least two and three, get to seven and six on the season. They should probably go three and two over the last five weeks, but they are most likely in the playoffs. Those top three teams there are sitting the best. Um, your next two teams at four and four, the Nagasaka Sushi and the better team, they start playing teams back in the West Division, so they, their uh, season gets easier. Their schedule gets easier now against easier teams. Um, so we'll see if uh, they can get the win- they can get some more wins there. But honestly, that the race for the last two spots is really close now. Okay, the number ten spot is given to Ames Tapwater most likely, but that eight and nine spot are in a battle right now because we've got four teams sitting at three and five. Okay, so those teams need wins now because you're just trying to stay out of that ninth seed. Okay, you've got four spot four teams competing for three spots. You're just trying not to be that last team. Out of those teams that are three and five right now, okay? And I changed the playoff bracket, okay? It's eight teams still, but it now no longer gives the tiebreaker to the team that has scored more fantasy points throughout the year. It now is broken by head-to-head matchups, which I think is more sense. Because if, say, that your team, you're both sitting at five and eight at the end of the season, okay? Only one of you is going to make the playoffs. You're both sitting at five and eight. 
Why should you get kicked out of the playoffs, even though, let's say you beat the other team who's 5-8, you beat them during the regular season. You beat them twice, because they're in your division, so you played them twice. But yet, they have more fantasy points throughout the regular season. Why should they be in over you when your team beat them, okay? Yes, those could have been fluke weeks or just bad weeks for your fantasy team. But the same thing happens in the NFL, okay? You can have a, actual players have a bad week and teams lose playoff spots because of that. So the same thing is happening here. If you have the head-to-head matchup with a team that you guys are tied with records and you beat them in the head-to-head matchups, you're going to get in even if they scored more fantasy points than you. That's the way I think is more fair and more accurate of what should be happening. So that's the tiebreaker there is now head-to-head matchups. All right. So guys, get out and vote today. Also, Keep hitting the waiver wire. This week is slim pickings. Wide receiver is going to be your best option to get people who are going to put up points. Running back is slim pickings right now because just injuries and not knowing who's playing is killing teams right now. Keep up the work, guys. You've got five weeks left for the playoffs. Show me something, guys. Show me you want to be here, okay? Remember, first team to beat South Beach Simps gets a gift card to an undisclosed location that may or may not be expired who doesn't want that? All right, guys, I'm signing off. Owen Ultra Bruns. We'll see you next week. Peace.